What's up? And welcome to episode 41 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me as he does every week is my main man, Woody V. Woods, how's it going? Good, man. Good to be here. Nice to kick off this second season of our show, man. It was a really good outpouring of support for, for the first episode we did. It has, so. yeah. We've had a great amount of sort of views and downloads on that. Yeah, it's good to sort of be back with the, the weekly routine. We're sort of a slightly differing nights, I think. I think we did a Wednesday last week. It's Thursday, the, the 25th of August as we record this. But yep. yeah, looking forward to getting into it. So look, just a reminder before we sort of go any further, just where to find us, just all the usual uh, podcast channels. And of course, please uh, rate, like, and subscribe to our, our channel on YouTube. All right, Woods, as we do every week, we'll showcase our jerseys. Um, why don't you take us away? Yeah, sure, man. So Woody's standing up wearing a very nice-looking number 15 Cairns Taipans Nate Jawai jersey. So certainly someone that Woody's a big fan of there in Nate Jawai. I'm liking that one, Woods. You know I've got his Wildcats jersey somewhere in the cupboard. Yeah, huge fan. And, and since I'll be previewing the Cairns Taipans today, I thought I'd, I'd wear this in tribute to him because he, he's been released from his contract, doesn't have an NB, NBL team at this at this stage. Mm. Um, as we said, there's a few bigs out there, you know, that – that haven't been signed yet, and, and Nate Jawai is one, a veteran that could, you know, be at the end of one of those benches as a, as a locker room presence, right? Yep. Um, I mean, just a little bit about him. The the work he's done off the court for the Indigenous community, the kind of ambassador he's been, has just been brilliant, you know? Um, and, you know, his game has taken him all over the world. I recall that 2008 season when he was a rookie. Mm. Um, I was like... I didn't know much about him that then I'm like, who's this like import big guy that they've got, the Cairns Taipan? And, I mean, how can they fit Larry Abney? And uh, they had another import and this other import guy. And then I, I had to look up and find out that he's actually a local, right? It does seem like he's been around forever though, right? I guess like three decades now, you know, if you're talking sort of the noughties, the, the whatever you call the, the teens and the 20s now or whatever, but yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, I mean, he joined the Cairns Marlins way back in 2004 in the lower, lower leagues, you know, would have been mm. the... Queensland Basketball League or whatever back then. And he yeah. got his first professional contract after he came out of the AIS with the, with the Taipans in 2007-8. Um, he was rookie of the year that year, and he just, you know, he turned heads. And I remember Chris Ansey saying, look, this guy's not going to be in this league for much longer. And um, um, next season, basically, I mean, 2008, in that 2008 draft, he was the 41st pick in the second round by mm-hmm. the Indiana Pacers. And, you know, he had a, a short-lived NBA, NBA career with Toronto and Minnesota. Um, he didn't actually suit up for Indiana. He was traded. Um, and he put up some pretty good games, you know, playing in, under Kurt Rambis, one of your favorite coaches of all time. But <laughs> he learned from the likes of Al Jefferson on that team. And I remember he had 16 points, six boards in one game. Uh, yep. And, you know, he, he showed that back then the back-to-the-basket center was still something that was, you know, looked at as productive in, in, the, in the world, you know. Yeah, um, it shows how things, things have changed, haven't they? Yeah. And then he had a great career all over Europe and, um, you know, built a name for himself, represented the Boomers. Um, you know, he's, he's won a championship with your Perth Wildcats, correct? Certainly has, yeah. Hey, yeah. just don't call him out back Shackler, right? He's not yeah, no, no way, man. 2015-16 <laughs> with Perth Wildcats. Um, and he's been back with the Cairns Taipans for six years. Little little bit of information that a lot of people don't know. He is Danny Morso's nephew, and so is Paddy Mills on two separate sides. So mm. Paddy Mills and him are, are really close. They're related. Um, Bala, as, as, as uh, he's affectionately called by Paddy, he's a good friend um, and, and relative, actually. So a lot of people don't know that there's that connection there through Danny Morso to, to both of them, and both nice. of them being huge ambassadors for... Uh, as I said, the indigenous community. And my last question to you is, will he find a team this year? Will someone pick him up, you know? 
Interesting. Obviously, like we got the news yesterday that Cam Bairstow's retired. We know AJ's retired. So as yep. far as I know, for the local bigs, it's only him and, and Matt Hodge. I'm kind of shocked that Hodgson still doesn't have a team, to be honest. But his stocks have fallen. But you never know, do you? Could be like an injury type replacement. It just depends on where the teams are looking to go young, right? With this sort of center position, they want to go the, yeah. the young route there, or do they want to get that experienced sort of veteran that they know is a good locker room presence? So I hope he gets one more go around. Yeah, but I don't so know. he's running out of time, isn't he? Now he is. He is. I mean, um. Just on that, by the way, Cam Besto retiring really surprised me after yeah. the great season he had last year. 100%. Right? His injuries yeah. must have been a bit worse than what we so I think it's back injuries that he's had over yeah. the years sort of thing. But, yeah, it's a shame. I mean, to lose him and, like, AJ, that's two, you know, legends of Australian basketball know, who have really represented the country. Really surprised well, so. me. AJ, yeah. I, maybe I get it, but Cam Besto had just had a renaissance here last year and I was surprised. He's shooting yeah. last year. My goodness. He was must have been everything. Must have been injuries, man. Must be. You know, yeah. yeah. No, definitely nice jersey, that one. Woods always like to see a bit of Hungry Jacks on a burger too. wouldn't mind a, a whopper right now, but no, it's a one there so i appreciate that well look as obviously you're sort of wearing a cans jersey you're talking about cans today i actually had to cheat a little bit this week to be honest so i'm covering the brisbane bullets this week so with the emphasis on bullets right um this incredible jersey collection i've got i actually don't have a brisbane bullets jersey in there surprising i know you've got a couple there one one or two i think um so i thought i'd cheat in a way and i'm hanging over my shoulder a washington bullets jersey so we got the bullets on there somehow but look continuing with that nba and nbl theme that i sort of spoke about last week so yeah that one hanging up there is a wes unselled washington bullets throwback reebok jersey from 1977-78 so Great years there, Woods. You know, 78's my birth year there. Yep. So, look, a little bit on the late Westley Unseld. Um, he sadly passed away in 2020. Um, played 13 years in the NBA after getting drafted out of Louisville by the then Baltimore Bullets with the second overall pick in 68 behind Elvin Hayes. Um, Unseld played his entire career with the Bullets and pretty impressive list of accolades there, Woods. So, NBA champ and finals MVP in 78. Um, MVP and Rookie of the Year in 69. So MVP and a Roy in the same year. That's pretty incredible. Um, five-time All-Star. Of course, he was a member of the 50th and 75th anniversary teams. Um, and those that are sort of following the, the game closely now will know that his son, Wes Unsell Jr., is the current head coach with the Wizards there. So it's kind of keeping that that theme there. So now, Woods, you know the main part I always loved about Unsell's game was his yep. full-court passing. So yeah, man. as you know, that's a part of my game that I can still do pretty well. So yeah, always sort of followed him. I got you a few, few easy baskets. Um, over the years from those long yeah, passes. You I? have, man. You have, man. Nice. Me cherry-picking and you chucking them. Yeah, That's it. I think that's one thing. Even if you lose all your other sort of skills, I can still throw a ball, you know, 50 metres or whatever I need to throw. But no, Unsell was just... Touchdown you know, anyone, passes. And if you look on YouTube, touchdown. you can see a lot of them, 100%. Man. If anyone hasn't seen him go on there, he yeah. can literally throw a baseline to baseline. It's this flat sort of pass there. So yeah, Get the was, rebound, bang, straight away, you know? Yeah. Great player. And he was a big boy, wasn't he? So, yeah. Hey, just, just on that jersey, man, I've got mm. that jersey, right? And nice. anyone who's a fan of The Wire, uh, mm. I think in season one on the streets, there's the, there's one of the guys wearing that jersey i'm like that is fly man looks that's drip man i saw it and i'm like yo i want that jersey right away so uh, i ordered it on the back of seeing that uh, very jersey on the on season one of the wire so any fans of the show um you'll Beautiful see that jersey showcase too, right? there. yeah man washington yeah. are bringing back an old jersey this year for a retro but it's not that one it's that sort no. of you know late 90s kind of all blue one so all right so for my nbl jersey this week um Pretty random one. Uh, Custom-made jersey. Um, Woods and I have sort of got a few of this guy that does these in the past. Um, not a lot of these going around, so I'll just stand up and, and show the viewers what I'm wearing, and you can just uh, give us a little bit of info on that one, Woods. Yep. The classic Aqua North Melbourne Giants retro jersey Robbie's wearing. Chris Gent. Amazing, man. I think you're the only one with a Chris Gent jersey. 
How's that for Jersey, right? Representing, <laughs> hey, he was a, a you know five year assistant coach with our Atlanta Hawks there. Yep, so, yep. Look, a little bit on Chris Gent there, Woods. Um, so look, um, he only played um, very short stint in the NBA, two seasons and only six regular season games in the NBA after going undrafted in '92. But he was actually a pretty important um, player in that 94 Houston Rockets championship team. So he actually played 11 games in that final series. So he's actually got more finals games than regular season games on his resume. Um, honestly, for this guy, though, it was his one season in the NBL that I'll for, forever remember him. Um, we talk about great one-and-done NBL imports. Yep. So I think this guy should be right at the top of anyone's list, and he's not. He always gets forgotten about a bit. But he played with North Melbourne in 95, averaged just under 26 points and seven rebounds with a career high of 46 um, the Giants finished that season um, in second place and he yep. led the team to the 95 finals where, unfortunately for Gent, they lost 2-1 to the best ever sporting franchise in Australia. But, like, obviously no harm sort of losing there. Um, and, look, obviously Gent was in the news recently. He just signed on with the LA Lakers in the off-season as an assistant coach yeah. under his close friend Darvin Ham. So those two have been together for quite a while sort of as assistant coaches there. So a um, little quick story about Gent there, Woods. So I used to go and watch him play a lot back in the day with my brother and great mate of mine, um, Streety. So we used to go to those games and we were sort of sitting quite close one game. Um, this Chris Gent, he was crazy. I'm telling you. He was like basically yelling at himself the whole game, yelling out, come on, Chris, whether he do something good and bad. He was slapping himself in the head. He was doing all these sort of things. And that was what stuck with me there. Just this guy played with such passion and intensity. And, you know, he's that had that nice looking sort of left hand sort of shot as well. So, yeah, very entertaining player. And thought it would sort of, you know, nice to take a little bit of a trip down memory lane today there, Woods, and, and talk about Chris Gent. So, yeah. Um, Got a lot of bobbleheads. I'm sorry I don't have a Wes Unseld or Chris Gent bobblehead, so we'll have to have to Two get beautiful jerseys in terms of aesthetically pleasing. Yeah, the they're nice, the aren't they? You've got today, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, no, good stuff. Well, that's the jersey. So, look, we'll get on to, to part two of the show, Woods, and we're sort of just calling this a bit of a quick hit segment, right? So, sure we're thing, talk man. a little bit about the NBA, WNBA, Big Three, and NBL One. So, we've certainly got all the leagues covered and, you know, all the people yep. sort of interested in covered there. So, I just wanted to start with the NBA news, I guess probably the biggest sort of news and nothing anything sort of, you know, earth-shattering there. But LeBron signed his two-year deal worth $97 million over two years with a third-year player option. Um, so he would have been a free agent going into next season if that deal wasn't made this week. So what were your thoughts on, on that signing there, Woods? Well, I don't think he was going anywhere. I mean, James hasn't appeared to be, you know, saying anything on social media about departing LA or anything. Mm. He's praised the hiring of Darvin Ham, who you just spoke of. Um, you know, there's been plenty of off-season chatter, but he, he seemed unlikely to relocate after, you know, he spent the last four years there with, with the Lakers. His family yeah. settled there. He's got a life there, um, you know, and... And, you know, he intends to potentially play with, with his son, Bronny, right? Um, I think that's a shorter contract. What do you think about those those yeah. dollar dollar figures, Woods? Because a few people are saying, oh, potentially he could have taken less money. But I think LeBron still probably, and maybe understandably, thinks he was probably underpaid a little bit. He's, you know, very rarely been the highest player on his own team his whole career. So Yeah, so, I mean, well, that contract's two years, 97 million? 97, so, 97, yeah. right? So that you think him, what the guy brings, you know, it's, yeah. That'll take him through to 2024. When's Bronny eligible? 20... I think that's, I think basically after that, if you, assuming he does right. two years in college. So I think it's all kind of aligned with that. And Got who it. knows, he yeah, may end yeah. up sort of going to whoever his son gets drafted by and just signing a minimum contract. So, yeah, interesting. To see hey, look, if AD there. can get fit this year, you know, 
maybe they can make a little bit of noise, right? Yeah, big if there. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I was sort of reading something about um, Anthony Davis this week. It's crazy to think he's still in his 20s, right? He's still at that prime part of his career, but it seems like he's been around for so long and had all these injuries. It feels like he's, you know, early to mid-30s or whatever. It's sort of strange, isn't it? But yeah, no, looking forward to that. And the other sort of probably news that came out yesterday, and look, we won't spend too long on this because he's given probably everyone too much content, is the, the Kevin Durant news there, Wood. So yeah, what were, you, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I wore the Brooklyn hat today, you know, Notice. just, just yeah. a bit of... Bit of uh... Shout out to Brooklyn getting it done. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Pat Beverly came out and said, look, you know, this has really held up all of us in in, in, in the open market because um, everyone's been waiting for the penny to drop. With, will KD get traded or not? And then teams are going to make decisions on their free agencies depending on that. So a lot of people are, are remain unsigned. So it's really affected the market, right? And, and Beverly got traded today, I believe, as well. So yeah. maybe, maybe preempted yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you know what? It's good that Sean Marks has come out in a statement saying, you know, look, we're moving forward together as a franchise to, you know, try and win a championship. And look, if you do get a fit, we've said this before, get a fit Ben Simmons, you know, we don't know what he's going to play like, right? That's the other thing, because, you know, he hasn't really suited up since that infamous game versus our Hawks. Mm. But then, as we said, all those other pieces, Kyrie, KD, you know, if they can all get on the same page, Seth Curry, you know, Patty Mills, you know, Joe Harris coming back, TJ Warren, yep. you know, Royce O'Neal. I mean, that's a really good looking roster, it's man. It's got a lot of, you know, good pieces there. Think about Kevin it. Durant to me just seems like he's one of those guys that I think he's changed more his personality and persona more than probably any other NBA player I can think of from what he was like when he first came in. So sure. I always wonder with him, is he just got bad people around him giving him bad advice? Or he just seemed to be such an easygoing, fun loving, you know, love the game type of, type of guy. And he just seems to be difficult now, just with whatever he does, he's difficult and just you know combative and you know, argumentative about stuff so maybe yeah. he's just getting a bit grumpy in his old age there but yeah interesting. i mean i remember when he won that mvp award and he got out on stage and one by one he called up all his players you know even ashamed to beat Stephen adams yeah. and what what they meant to him and how this award was all theirs not just his and yeah. that that kevin durant compared to the guy yesterday it's, they're like two it's two not polar, day, isn't it? polar opposite people man so I mean, you're very right yeah. i'll state it frankly he just seems like a prick these days to be honest like i don't know what the story is i don't know what he would be actually like as a teammate sort of in the locker room and that but yep. yeah it's interesting it's certainly a big change in there yep. so all right we'll maybe not talk about kd for a few weeks now because i think there's probably been way too many people sort of weighing in on that so all for right sure. well, just from the nba we'll just quickly go on to the wnba there would so i'm not sure if you've been following the, the playoffs there but the semi-finals are basically finalized today so the two se- uh, series will be between uh, Seattle and Las Vegas in one semi, and the other matchup will be between Chicago and Connecticut. So these were actually the four best teams in the WNBA this season, so it's good that it's kind of worked out that way they'll be playing in the semis there. Um, look, I've definitely enjoyed following the games. I'm just sort of hoping that ESPN show a few more games, to be honest. You know, literally all these semi-games, I'll click on my Foxdale Go. No, they're not showing it today. They're showing a 30 for 30 show that's been on a hundred times on ESPN. So hopefully they'll step it up a bit more in the semis. And yep. look, probably we've got to say Woods as Aussies, we probably have to cheer on Seattle and hope they win it all right. Oh, you know, definitely. Got some important you know, Aussies on that team that we'll be cheering on in the World Cup, you know, next month as well. So yeah, be watching that with interest. So hopefully Seattle can sort of get up there. Um, yeah, definitely. All right. So from to the WNBA to something even more obscure to that Woods. So you know I'm a big fan of the big three Woods. Um, although that's very hard to find these days. Well, I'm one of the few people that are. I think probably because it started and you know, Josh Smith was playing and a few other people like that. But yeah, basically that was all wrapped up this week with um, Team Trilogy winning the title on Monday versus Team Power. Um, comprehensive 16-point win, so not much of a game there. Um, so it's actually back-to-back titles for the Trilogy and the big three and their third overall big uh, three championship. So they're certainly the team to sort of beat in that competition there. So a few names on that team that are our, our listeners and, and viewers might sort of remember there. So um, Earl Clark, Amir Johnson, James Flight-White, 
Isaiah Briscoe, um, David Hawkins. Um, of course, they're coached by none other than Captain Jack, Stephen Jackson, who actually played on those you know first couple of year teams. I think he's a little bit too high to be playing at the moment. But yeah, he's the, he's the coach of that team there. And the power had some pretty decent guys on that team as well. So old man Cat Mobley. Um, this is one that got me, Woods. Nikolaus Skeetervilli. <laughs> Skeetervilli. You said it better than me, but yeah. It's, yeah, yeah um, I, saw, I saw him on the roster there. I thought yeah. that guy had been, disappeared, but yeah, I mean, he's yeah, a big yeah. unit, isn't he? But yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he's still got some athleticism or some fitness, he'd be all right. And then also Royce White. So if I'm not mistaken, he was Royce White that was yeah, yeah, the, the, Mr. He T, could, right? He wouldn't he fly. Could, he couldn't fly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. interesting. And they just, uh, Murdoch used to have to knock him out to put him on the plane and then they'd get a plan together, right? Or something like that? Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, you got no idea what I'm talking about. No, right? you're talking about the A-team guy, right? Talking about the A-team, yeah. Yeah, man, of course I do. Come on, man. You just look a bit confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, Glenn. No, I didn't know about Murdoch knocking him out. That's oh, the only okay. thing. Well, he right? had to, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. he refused to fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I um, mean, Glenn Rice Jr. was on that team, so hopefully he's behaving himself a little bit more than what he did in the NBL there. Come so, on, man. It's yeah. been a few um, bad oh, stories man. about that guy. So, yeah. yeah, big congrats to Team Trilogy on that one. And look, just finally in this little quick hits um, segment there, Woods, so we'll keep it moving there. Just wanted to talk a little bit about the NBL one. Um, certainly, people know how much I love this competition. So, the semi finals will be taking place around the country this weekend. Um, just wanted to sort of briefly talk about how the finals will work. So basically on the 9th to the 11th of September, the finals will be played in Melbourne. So all at the, um, the MSAC Centre, I believe it is. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting sort of format. They've done a little bit of a round-robin type thing, so matching up two conferences to play in a knockout-type format. So the men's in that competition will feature West versus Central, South versus North, and Wildcard versus East. So I actually like the chances of the NBL 1 East, who obviously, you know, I cover the Hills Hornets there, for whoever wins that potentially, you know, getting through that wildcard game and getting through to potentially the last four in that competition. So there's some big matchups in that NBL 1 East this weekend, actually, Maitland play. Um, Sunderland and then Illawarra take on Canberra with my boy Kiwi Gardner playing for Illawarra. So I'm sure he'll put up, you know, 30 points and about 10 steals. So, yeah, we'll certainly obviously keep everyone updated as the finals gets closer. And look, as always, I'd just like to encourage everyone to you know, either get to the games or, you know, watch via the NBL One app. Um, so all the games are going to be at Hills, right? The, the um, so East, all the East. NBL One East, yeah. So yeah, basically East, the women's yeah. and men's. So Sunderland's the one team that had both the men and the women's team playing. Um, obviously, Aubrey will be there with, you know, Lauren Jackson and, the, you know, the all-star team that they've got there. That Sunderland team is very good too with Lauren Nicholson and, um, you know, some some other really good players as well there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all right. So that's the, you know, the quick hit sort of thing, Wood. So, all right. Why don't we sort of get into these NBL team previews? Yeah. I know we had some good feedback for, you know, with the previews last week. So, um, so do you want to maybe take us away this week, Woods, and you're going to be talking about Cairns this week? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, Robbie. Um, so I'll just bring up the roster as it stands. Um, so for, for those who can't see, um, a lot of work done in the offseason by this Cairns team. So returning will be Taj McCall, Majok Dang, Mirko Jerick, Bull Kual, Keanu Pinder, and Ben Eyre. Um, who thoroughly deserves a, a, mm, a sure full-time does. contract. Coming in is Shannon Scott, an, an import, DJ Hogue, Sam Wardenberg from the University of Miami, uh, Leigh Mayen, University of Nebraska, and, and Jonah Antonio. So some, some young Australian talent coming into mm, the team. Um, the depth chart as it stands at point guard, uh, there's going to be Shannon Scott and, and Ben Eyre. At the shooting guard position, uh, Taj McCall, Mirko Jerick, and Antonio. At small forward, DJ Hogue, Bull Call, 
uh, and Mayen, uh, Wardenberg at power forward with Deng and Pinder at center. So they've still probably got, you know, this. it's funny that Jawai is not in this team because they're still looking for a backup center and they got rid of him, right? Hey, so, Warden, Wardenberg and Antonio were two pretty good signings there, weren't they? I think every team wouldn't have minded getting the two yeah, young Yeah, tell, like tell us a little bit about them, man. Yeah, what, 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 oh, what? you put me on the spot. I've <laughs> rehearsed it uh, that much. But yeah, definitely just some quality sort of players. Obviously, you know, I think Wardenberg's obviously a little bit younger and just come out of college. Antonio's played that one year in the Czech Republic. But yeah, yeah certainly highly credit sort of junior Australian players there. So I think they'll probably play a big part in that. Wardenberg's uh, supposed to be a hell of a stretch sort of big, right? Who can yeah. fill it up from outside. Dead-eye shooter, marksman. And I heard uh, Adam Ford speak about him on, on the podcast, on, on the huddle with Liam as well. So really excited to see what he can bring to the table. Hey, right? hey Woods, your boy Keanu Pinder, I've noticed he's putting up some big uh, scoring numbers in NBL 1. What do you think he could average points-wise this year? It's certainly going to be a career high for him. I think he's going to be a lot more focal point. But what do you reckon? Can he average 15 a game? Probably pushing it a bit. I reckon somewhere between 12 and 15 would be yeah. good for him, right? With um, close to 10 boards. I mean, you 10 take boards, that, yeah. Yeah. you know, combine two blocks or steals, maybe even more, combine three blocks or steals, right? Yeah. Um, and just be that. The, the thing about, okay, we'll, 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 we'll kick off. I want to talk about a few of these guys, right? Mm. So let's start off with the two guys who, who actually could have garnered more money elsewhere in Bull Call, uh, Rookie of the Year last year, and Keanu mm. Pinder, most improved player last year. These guys, mm. you know, had the accolades, won the awards. They had the... the unbelievable seasons last year but they kn- knew they would grow in in this team and they had more work mm. to do and under coach ford is a great development player and developmental coach right for for players yeah. um their game could be taken to the next level and i even heard coach ford said look if keanu and bull want to leave at the end of this season you know, I, I can't stop them. Do you know what I mean? But we're really happy they chose to stay. So hey, that must have done a lot for Bull Cole. Just even being in those, you know, Chicago sort of, you know, practices oh, and stuff. I was, I was about come, to say, yeah. I'm sorry, stealing your thunder, but he'll come back a lot better. No, 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 you know, you're not stealing my thunder at all, man. Mm. I totally agree with you, and I'm very surprised to see him there. I think DJ Hogue might even go, move up to the fourth spot. Very versatile player, can play the three or the four, um, and and Bull Cole might even start at small four. It'd be a bit harsh to put him on the bench after everything he did last year. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, so those two are the ones I want to talk about. Keanu is going to be amazing this year and um, yeah. he, he's going to learn from all that stuff he did in the, in the Boomers camp, you know, going to the Asia Cup and in the qualifiers, being around Ton Maker, he's, he's come out and said was extremely good for him to learn from from, from a veteran like that. So yeah. he's going to come from strength to strength. And, um, you know, having a, a guy uh, like Shannon Scott coming coming into the team is going to be good for him because he's, mm. I mean, Scotty Machado and, and Keanu would have been great together in, in, in high pick and rolls and stuff, you know, yeah. uh, and, and a lob threat. But because um, Scotty couldn't get fit last year, um, you know, you, you found Taj McCall playing a lot of point guard position, right? So no, what's going to happen now with Shannon Scott coming in is Taj got less ball handling duties. Um, and a little bit about Shannon Scott. He's 29-year-old. He boasts international experience all over the world. Germany, Greece, Lithuania, Venezuela. Um, and he's played in the Long Island Nets in the G League in, the, in recent seasons. He's a defensive-minded pass-first point guard, right? And I think... Yeah. Um, uh, when when a little bit of due diligence and check was done with his German club, they called him like a an intelligent stockbroker. That's how to describe him as a oh, player because he makes educated decisions to make his teammates better. So he's going to get the ball to people like Keanu and Keanu in, in 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 his spots and get him involved in the game more. And it also yep. allows a guy like like Taj McCall to to really um you know move over to that two three position um you know get, get at it defensively uh and and have less ball handling duties you know because as good as Taj was, you know, he was quite turn- turnover Got a bit prone. reckless at times, didn't he? Yeah. Turnover prone, but he was forced into having to play point guard with, you know, no real other 
option on that team, right? With Scotty yeah. Machado going down. This is another team that looks better on paper than last year, doesn't it? I think we've, you know, this is the third team we talked about. All of them are kind of looking better, aren't they? So, like, very strong league um, season coming up this year, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and look, um, maybe I'll quickly, before I hand over to you, go into my predictions for the team. Yeah, and... prediction, and maybe yeah, give us some fantasy stuff as well. You, you oh, yeah, started, sure. Start and sleeper as well, what do you reckon? For sure. So, in terms... I mean, did you see all the predictions that came out from uh, the media guys uh, on the on the top six and the various awards on NBL.com? Oh, uh, I haven't heard, I haven't seen that yet. No, I have to check it out. So none of them actually had Kansas in their top six, mm-hmm. right? I'm gonna have Kansas sixth, right? Okay. You know, and you know I'm a bit I'm a bit you know biased here because I love Kansas, but look, this team looks really good. And I mean, you look at the the imports they've got this year, man. Like they've got three mm-hmm. really good imports, improving Australian talent, new Australian talent coming in, um, and that plane is 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 you know. Is, is obviously in play now, right? So the top right, six Woods, are going to make I want to hear it now. So you've, you're proclaiming it to come six. Tell me right now the four teams they're going to beat. All right. Um, poof, putting me on the spot here. Okay. We well, had the wooden spooners last week, didn't you? So that's probably one. New Zealand. Yep. Um, I know we got Coach Jacob Jacobus coming on our show next week. So uh, oh, I don't want to... You ruined the surprise. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, okay. Let's, let's cut that bit out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe Lawara. <laughs> um, okay. Tough, isn't it? Because Adelaide and Brisbane have improved a lot. Um, I've got a few worries about Tasmania. Oh, Tassie, no, Tassie, Tassie, Tassie in the bottom four, for sure. So Tassie, Illawarra, New Zealand, I'd have to think about the fourth one, man. Yeah, no, fair call, fair call. You'll probably say the Wildcats will finish seventh or something, knowing you've been that Wildcats hater, but yeah. No, 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 even I wouldn't say that, man. They'll be in the top six. Okay, my fantasy start... Can't go past Taj McCall, man. He's not yeah. going to be as turnover prone this year. He's going to mm-hmm. do a bit of everything on the court. He's going to get either steals and blocks, which are obviously gold dust. He's not mm-hmm. going to come cheap, but he's someone you can build your team around, right? Um, true, true. It's hard to get those guys at the, at the SG and SF um, qualification. So mm-hmm. um, I think uh, Taj McCall. And in terms of sleeper, I'm going to go Ben Air, man, because you know he's going to have a role yeah. to he's going to have a role to play, and you you might get him really cheap and put him on your bench. You know, like you had Marshall last week. Yeah. Um, for your Adelaide sleeper, I'm you can put up air. numbers, can't you? You can score at any level, Ben Air, and we know he can handle the, the ball and pass as well. So when yeah, we saw him, like when, when we saw him starting last year, you know he mm. showed what he can do, right? So definitely, no, I like that Woods. So yeah, very comprehensive preview there. Sort of yeah, enjoying that. And like I said, just looking at that team on paper, like wow, that's a pretty legit team. So yeah, I don't think it's too far fetched saying they'll finish sticks, but I think probably like we'll be saying most of these previews, a lot of these teams seem to have got better there. So yeah. All right, good stuff. Well, look, I might sort of go ahead and, and start off um, my preview there. So as I mentioned sort of earlier, rocking the Washington Bullets jersey. But yeah, I'm going to be talking about the Brisbane Bullets today. So um, so look, Brisbane's safe to say that's a team that had one of the better off-seasons. Um, of course, signing an, an absolute legend of Australian basketball, as well as a, a first-class import there. So um, just a little bit of background on Brisbane there. So they finished last season equal seventh with the 36ers, who I spoke about last week. Um, both teams had a 10 and 18 record, um, six and eight at home and four and 10 away. So, you know, nothing too amazing there. Eight games under 50%, but you know, it was a pretty um, pretty bit of a lopsided league, I think, last season, wasn't it? Woods was sort of yep. the you know, top half and then the bottom Agreed. half there. Um, but, look, I think everyone will be expecting bigger and better things this season from the from the Bullets there. Um, been a lot of team, uh, team turnover in this offseason. So, as you can see, for the, the people that are watching this now, you can see there's only four returning players, which is pretty crazy, isn't it? Um, so, look, and I'll, I'll just quickly go through this, this depth chart now and just the signings. That. So, of course, Brisbane's coached by James Duncan. Um, just the four returning players, um, four Aussies there, and Nathan Sobey, Jason Kadee, Tyrell Harrison, and Tanner Krebs. The new players where it starts to get interesting there. So um, Aaron Baines from Toronto Raptors, would you heard of him? 
<laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Great to see nice. him back and playing and healthy. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Tyler Johnson. So we'll talk a little bit about him. Um, Cody Statman. So another um, young sort of Aussie straight out of NCAA basketball there. Harry Froley making his return to Illawarra after, you know, learning he could shoot last year and hitting nine three-pointers in a game. Um, DJ Mitchell. I was actually checking him out a little bit in the NBL yeah, one man. last week. Woods. He yeah. can score from anywhere, that guy. He's, man, man. he's really good. Son of Mike Mitchell, man. Yeah, Next Gold Coast roller and Brisbane Woods. Right? Yeah, That's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. Um, then we've got Gorjak Gak, who I believe is the brother of um, Gak that played for Illawarra last Adolka, season. Adolka, Adolka, yeah, Adolka Gak, yeah, yeah. NBA Summer Leagues. Um, and Luau Ding. So Lu- I said Luau Ding. I didn't say Luau Ding. So don't think yeah. that old man Luau Ding, after he's earned his billion dollars with that Lakers contract's coming here, it's Luau Ding. Um, in terms of that depth chart there, so pretty strong lineup here, I reckon. So point guard, you've got the import in Tyler Johnson. You've got Kadir. Is a pretty handy backup there. Or the all-Australian backcourt on uh, the shooting guards anyway, and Sobe and Tanner Krebs. Um, there's still actually one roster spot open here, and that's a small forward spot there. So it's an import spot by the looks it of it. It is, yeah. yeah. So Brisbane will probably want to get a, a bit of a move on there and work out who they're going to get there. I'm not sure whether this could be a, a financial situation, Woods, obviously, with some of the, the players they've got in the offseason. Hey, so just one import there, right? Uh, so um DJ Mitchell's Australian, so oh, if he right, qualifies, yeah. they've only got the one import yeah. there. I guess they're probably playing paying a lot of that sort of budget to Aaron Baines. Yeah. He wouldn't have come cheap to get in there. So, yeah, good call. I mean, that's probably good for them. They can get an import there, and then potentially if there's any injuries, they you know, could look at sort of you know shoring that up there, I guess. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and then the power forwards, we've got um, DJ Mitchell and, and Harry Froling. So pretty interesting with Froling there that basically um, he essentially got traded for – for Deng Deng, and they basically sort of, you know, had to swap teams after a year, then went back. So that was all a bit strange how that went back. Um, Then the big man rotation. I mean, Aaron Baines didn't say no more than him sort of thing, and then Harrison and Gak there. So I just wanted to say a little bit about... about Baines there, Wood. So just absolutely thrilled to see him back playing. Um, he looks to be in great shape to me. Um, I think he's going to really cause some tough matchups for all sorts of bigs across this NBL. Um, I'm actually glad the big guy, and I'm um, forgetting his name, that the can center last year, the big slow guy. Um, what was his name? Your Zimmerman. Boy, mate. Zimmerman. Imagine Zimmerman trying to hang with Baines. That would have just always been like a car crash watching that. So probably good that some of the bigs in the NBL got better. But yeah, really looking forward to seeing him. I think a lot of people will sort of, you know, be tuning into a few, probably a few extra Brisbane games than they would have in seasons past. Um, and the other two probably looking forward to uh, are Tyler Johnson and sort of briefly mentioned DJ Mitchell, how exciting he's looking at NBL 1. He can really shoot there. But Tyler Johnson would. So I wanted to talk a little bit about him. He's yeah, still man. only 30 years of age. Um, this is a guy that's played eight seasons in the NBA. Eight seasons. This is not a guy that just, you know, had a cup of coffee in a couple of years sort of thing. Yep. So, you know, he hasn't played a lot in the last few years, but certainly had some good success, including, you know, five seasons in which he averaged in double figures. So, again, this is a really high pedigree import to yeah, be man. able to get there. Really so, good. Really good coop. Absolutely. So, look, certainly bounced around a little bit there. But I, I do think, in, you know, the last few years in the NBA, I think his style of play um, will suit the NBL well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and this is a guy that's had multiple 30-point games in the NBA, 30-point games in the NBA. So he's going to come in and get his points pretty easily, but also set up his teammates around him. You know, he's a, he's a very sort of smart player and everything else like that. So, yeah, I think that's a, a pretty amazing combo there. And it's funny, we've been talking about Brisbane for, what, five minutes or so now. Haven't even spoken about their best player last season, Woods, in Nathan Sobey. So he looks to be healthy. He's had a you know pretty good sort of off-season and that. So I think adding him and with some of this Aussie talent there, I really think Brisbane, you know, should improve from last year. I still think a top-four spot 
might be a little bit hard for them to make it, but can very much see them in playoffs. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, man. The mm. good thing about Tyler Johnson coming here is Nathan Sobey doesn't have to play the point guard position anymore. True. You yep. know, he's been playing it for the last few years, almost a makeshift point guard, but letting him play on the wings and, and, and thrive there, Tyler's going to allow allow him to do that, right? Getting um, some screens from Bainesy up top, maybe to free himself in a little bit of room there. Absolutely. And Johnson and Baines obviously know each other from their time at Phoenix together. There's that friendship that's already yep. existing. And yep. if Baines does well, one question for you, you know, I think he'd be the perfect veteran big to have as a backup in the NBA at the end of the season if he can prove his health and yeah. he can latch on to a championship run like Bogut did with the with the Golden State Warriors after his comeback in the NBL. Right? It's an interesting one, isn't it, Woods? Because his focus obviously is not going to be that championship because he's already won it there. So, I mean, if someone basically said, look, we can get you at the end of the season just to play, you know, three or four minutes a game off the bench or he could stay here and complete the season, it might actually be a tougher call than people think there. But who knows? I could be wrong there. Maybe he's literally just itching to get back into the into the NBA there. But, yeah, you're right. If he's certainly, you know, there's a lot of eyes on this I mean, league these days. He, he and, could play out the whole season here and then yeah. still go, right? Because the NBA, you know, yeah, like that's and, what and he just showed as well what a smart player. I mean, he was a great shooter, you know, years ago sort of thing. And he turned into a really reliable yeah. three-point shooter. I think, was it eight threes he hit in the game for Phoenix? Or it might have even been nine, right? It was a lot of three-pointers yep. in the game. Shocked me when he hit it anyway. So, yeah, so that's probably my talk. So, look, if I've got to lock in a spot for Brisbane there, Woods, I'm going to say... I'm going, to, I'm going to put them in sixth spot, and I'll say they'll okay. be one one spot behind uh, the team that I spoke about last week in Adelaide. But certainly those teams will be pretty similar. So who have you got behind them? If I, if you, if you... Um, yeah, so I've got Cairns, um, Tassie, definitely. I don't like Tassie this year. Sorry, Scott Roth. Um, uh, Illawarra, I probably need to do a bit more research on that. New Zealand. Um, so probably sort of similar sort of levels that yep. we were at there. It'll be interesting to see who makes up that bottom half of the league. But and look, in terms of fantasy start and sleeper, I mean, the fantasy start, I mean, I could have picked Sobey. I could have picked Tyler Johnson, but I'm going to go Bainesy Woods. I can just really see him filling up box scores this year. His field goal percentage will be high. He hits three-pointers. He's going to block some shots down low. Um, and look, with that sleeper, I'll probably continue that theme we've done you know, with the last couple of ones with sort of a younger sort of Aussie sort of guy there. I'm going to say Tanner Krebs. Yeah, I agree. Tanner Krebs is a pretty handy player. Great NBL one season there. His his team's still in contention in the semis there. So I think he's one of those players, if he does get some more minutes, he'll put up some good numbers. And again, if they're only going at this stage with just the one import, there could be sort of more room for him there. So don't think they'll be bringing Lamar Patterson back. I believe he is still in Australia. So I think the NBL might be be done at this stage with Lamar Patterson. But yeah, so I'll sort of say six six spot for the, the Brisbane Bullets. But certainly another team I'm really looking forward to see how they go um, yeah this season anyway alright well that was fun then Wood so yeah going through the, the two Queensland teams so yep. next week look you already threw, put the cat out of the bag so we're going to have a standalone preview ex, uh, episode next week where we're going to talk about the Illawarra Hawks and why don't we get the head coach of the team to come on and talk about them with us Woods what do you reckon so, yeah, yeah. Man. good of friend course, of the show friend and, of the yeah. show Jacob yeah. Jacomas will be making his second appearance so we're really grateful for that um, we've got a few um, sort of, you know, name guests lined up for this next month. So keep sort of tuning in. Yep, but, yeah, definitely. Yep. Really looking forward to have a chat about the Hawks and, you know, with the uh, new head coach, Jacob Jacobus, next week. So, all right, good stuff. Well, I think it might be that time, Woods. I know last week you were battling oh, with a bit man. of illness there and we delayed the Classic Packs a week and we've had a little bit of feedback. Come on, guys, we missed the Classic Packs, Nate. So it's back this week. What do you got for us? It's been a while since I did this, man. So has, really yeah. excited. Still about so- of course, I've got the Upper Deck Collector's Choice Series mm. 2 94 95, and it's got none other than Sean Bradley on the wow. front. Right? Oh, I can't right. remember that cover. Take yeah. a look at that, right? Was, yeah. he on, was he on all the covers, or did they have like random ones? I can't remember. Um, I think he's on the Series 2 collection. Okay. Right? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's see. Let's see, yeah, let's see, yeah, let's see form how your form yeah. is, man. Exactly, man. That's right. All right. All right. Killer crossover, baby. Ah, oh, Timmy. 
Tim Hardaway. Tim nice. Hardaway. And the, the Warriors are going to be bringing back those um, run team C style jerseys. I think this yep. year for a bit of a retro game there. So, yeah, love Tim awesome. Hardaway. Great player. I've got his jersey somewhere here as well. So. Nice, nice. <laughs> okay. Um, he disappeared. No one knows where he is. He's probably uh, dead somewhere around um, Australia. Bison Delo. Formerly known as? Brian Williams. Brian nice. Williams. So I was going to say, Woods, talking about jerseys, that might be one of my more random ones. I've got a Brian Williams Denver Nuggets jersey somewhere. Yeah, so, awesome. yeah. Bison Delo. Yeah, certainly had some. He was a, a strange sort of a player, wasn't he? But yeah, that was a, all very sort of sad what happened to him. Great documentary that, that's been yeah, done that's out right. recently, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, he's probably my favorite center of the. Of that era in the 90s. You know who I'm talking about. He would sweat in the snow. I'm speaking of. Has <laughs> he got a number 33 on the front of his jersey by he any does chance? indeed. Or, yeah. Nah, good old Pat Ewing. Love doing Patrick his Pat Ewing. Pat and Lil Rolling. Hook, is, is he signed that card for you? Then? Yep. Is that hand signed? It's not hand signed, but you oh, know, it's damn, still a man. really nice looking card, isn't it? I don't remember that card, actually. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's That's a very a, nice looking card. Yeah. Is it an insert or is it a normal it, no, card? No, it's just a... It's just, a spe- I think maybe you get one special one, a pack potentially, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Very nice. I like it. Yeah. Anyway. Do you have really... a Patrick Ewing jersey, by the way? Yeah, I do, bro. love for him. You do? Of course I do, bro. Oh, so what, you got a Seattle Sonics one, right? Or... No, I've got an Orlando Magic Orlando, one. Orlando, ah, number no, six or something. Yeah, I've got, got a Knicks one. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. This guy was played more seasons than 20-plus seasons in the NBA. Um, veteran big man. Uh, affectionately referred to as the chief. I'm speaking of, of none other than. Uh, he might be um, joining. Who else did I mention earlier this year? Oh, Stephen Jackson. So he's probably hanging out with Stephen Jackson. I think it might be talking about good old Robert Parrish. Yeah, Robert Parrish. Wow. This is when he was at the Hornets. Charlotte, right? Yeah, yeah Jeez, that I doesn't think... look right. I remember him with you know Chicago sort of in those later years after he left Boston. But I think his he's... last season was at Chicago, right? Maybe. That, that championship that in 97. Maybe, right? What sort uh, of height and weight have they got him listed as Woods? He's a big boy. Uh, 24471. Yeah? yeah, that's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Good pack so far. Yeah. All right. Um, center forward, rest in peace to him. Passed away recently, played for the Pacers, the Kings. Wayman Tisdale. Wayman Tisdale. There's a couple of rest in peace in this one. Yeah, he was a very handy player, wasn't he? What was his musical instrument too, Woods? Uh, I can't remember. I know he did play something, yeah. Played something, didn't he? Was it, yeah. was it the piano? Uh, let me look. Um, Wayman Tisdale. Mm, riving for people sort of following this, I know. Um, he was like a jazz sort of guy, right? A, yeah. Maybe, maybe a trumpet or something, maybe yeah. or something, but... Anyway, he's had a few albums out, actually. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Bass guitar. Bass okay, guitar. there you go. Right. There you go. All right, underrated Charlotte Hornets guard. He was a great shooter. Played on those on those uh, teams. Played on that ninety two ninety three team with Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bugs, um, Rex you know, Chapman. No, um, Alonzo Mourning. You know, he was he's you know a role player off the bench, but he could fill it up. Had a good shot on him. I'm talking about no no oh, Percy no. Hawkins back then, right? No, I'm talking about give me a number or something. Uh, number fifty-five. Fifty-five. That doesn't help me. Um, David Wingate. Oh, Wingate, North Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that one. No, no, Georgetown, Georgetown. Georgetown. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He bounced around a bit, didn't he, Wingate? Yep. Yeah. Okay, I know we've had this guy before, but the best clue I could possibly give you is, excuse me, Mister Officer. Oh, no. Officer Alden. Nice. 
<laughs> is he doing an arrest there? It's always good when we get old and Polonese coming on there. He was a big boy. What was he? Uh, Haitian, was it Woods? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Haitian. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, because I think when they had that um, big, like, was this, um, like it's like the tsunami or something. He was sort of pretty, you know, helpful with doing that sort of stuff when he wasn't, you know, pulling people over and arresting him. So, yeah, good old officer, old and Polonese. Okay, two random players here. Okay, um, Rockets uh, wing swingman number three uh, uh, played the three Matt spot. Bullard. No, um, Bob Sura. Man, sharp shooting forward who can light it up from outside. A product of the University of Wyoming. Tim Bro, Bro, V R E A U X. Wow. Okay. Interesting. What else can you tell me about him, Woods, apart from... Um, he appeared in his first NBA game, November 5th, 1994, against the Timberwolves. Another highlight from Bro's playing career includes a selection to the 1993 CBA All-Second Team while playing for the Sykes Fall, Fall Skyforce. So, you know... That were some terrible facts on the back of that card. Well, no, that was obviously the best I could find for him yeah. with, with those sort of facts. There's no stats for him either. So I don't think he'd actually played yeah, many geez, games, that's... right? Okay, this is really random. Okay, he's a European player for the Atlanta Hawks. I remember him. Okay. Um, A member of the Russian national team. Oh, um, uh, Sergei Bazarevich. Yes, bro. Sergei, well done, man. Mate, how's that for a fine, that one? Yeah. Yeah, I remember him. So I think it was the 96 Olympics in Atlanta. I remember he was really, really good then. I think they might have. It might have been the 92. It was one of those Olympics there. I think he might have got signed off the back of that there. But have a look at the guy there. Yeah, he was, um, what's the, he, he's got, like, looks a lot older than maybe he was. Or was he old then? So he was, at that time, 34 or oh, 33. Okay, wow. Yeah. You're pretty impressed I got Sergei Bazarevich, yeah. I knew you'd get that one. Did you? Yeah. Yep. Uh, what do we have here? Um, we have, okay, one of the greatest point guards of all time you know um he was on the on the on the dallas mavericks team as a rookie and then came back and won a championship with the dallas mavericks many many years later in the back end of his career are you I'm kidding me right now yeah are you kidding me what jason Kidd. oh yeah jason Kidd. yeah yeah my bad my bad my bad nice nice very yep. good yep um okay Played with LeBron James in his early years at cleveland okay this is minnesota to Mobile's card had a 50 point game if i'm not mistaken all right, I'm speaking. Oh, Andre no, 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 no. It's played yeah, on the early no. Cav, early years in the Cavs team. I'm pretty sure he had a 50 point game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, great teammate of of uh, of LeBron James, six foot nine forward from University of Pennsylvania. Um, on those very early 2004, five, six, uh, Cavs team, he was a great Daniel teammate. Marshall? Daniel Marshall. He, he did have a 50 foot. I remember he had the three-point record. Oh, maybe it was a three-point record. Yeah, that, yeah no, know. it was. It was the three-point record. Right? I remember it was like, you kidding me? Daniel Marshall hit like, you know, was it? Oh, I forget how many threes it was. Ten or something, maybe? Yeah, well, not a 50-point game. It was a three-point no, record. It was a three-point yeah, record, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, he was handy. I think I might have his um, Minnesota jersey somewhere. In the have a quick look what that record was, by so the way. Daniel Marshall three record. Yeah. Three-point record. Um, so he had a career high of 38 woods and he hit 12 three points. There you go. That, that's that's 12. 12. That, that's that stood for a long time. That record, man. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, wow. Okay, the final card's got Michael Jordan on the front of it, right? Wow, and it's called, called the World of Trivia card. So I'm going to ask you this question Hey, who is that under Jordan on the front of that? What's that supposed to be? 
Huh? The, the, the little picture under Jordan there on the front. Doctor Basketball's it? World of Trivia. That's what it says. So I think yeah, it's enough. got a tri- right, what you got trivia question. Michael Jordan's list of achievements in the NBA is extraordinary. He was the only player other than Will Chamberlain to score more than three thousand points in a season, and is the NBA's all-time career scoring average leader with thirty-two point three points per game. It wasn't just offense where Jordan excelled. In 1986-87, he became the only player in NBA history with at least 200 steals and 100 blocks in the same season. Okay, so it's just a fact, you know? Okay. Dr. Basketball says Jordan's NBA career was a grand slam. Okay, so... Hey, would that Dr. Yeah. Basketball have got Sergei Bazarov? No, nah, I don't think he probably he would wouldn't have got it, would he? Even I, I though he's a doctor he, and everything. Probably there's no chance Dr. Basketball would have got that. Nice. Hey, good got pack. Got to say, Woods, that's a pretty good series, those ones. I certainly collected those earlier Upper Deck ones, but I wasn't yeah. still collecting at that stage. I agree, so man. Some interesting yeah. ones there and sort of, yeah, a few sort of, you know, types of cards that I've sort of forgotten a little bit about there. So, yeah, and they, they look good. Like, that's some of one of the in, what the Marshall insert yeah, nice looks one. like, you know, yep. really nicely done, right? So, nice. Yeah. No, good job, Woods. You did a good job with that. I think Thanks, I, I handled myself all right, hopefully. So, yep. all right. So, it's nice to have the, the classic packs back. So, well, that brings us to to the end of the show, Woods. And I said I wanted to keep these shows 48 minutes or less, so we went really well this week. We're going to sort of keep yep. it less than an actual full game of basketball. I think that's the recipe for, for sure, these sort of shows now. So, um, look, just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, please make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel um, or obviously wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, just a reminder where we can be followed. So on Twitter, we're at throwbackshoops. Um, Instagram, we're throwback.hoops. And, of course, our email address, throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. So keep any questions or suggestions or comments, um, yeah, coming through either via social media or via email. Uh, what about uh, what do you want to plug for us, Woods? Our Patreon, jump on there, support us if you can. And look below, you'll see our Instagram and mm-hmm. uh, Twitter handles as well on the screen. So yeah. well, We will see that after I edit it later on, right? Definitely. Yes, exactly. And we should apologize. I think I might have mentioned last week when we had those slides up. Oh, isn't this good? You can see the slides and see the both of us. Well, Woody and I can see that. But when it came out, when we did our edit of the podcast, it was still how it always was, just with the one of our photos and the slides. So unfortunately, we can't do anything about that. But yeah, hopefully it comes through okay. So... All right. So, yeah, just wanted to yeah really thank everyone for tuning in, as I said before. And as we mentioned, a very big show next week. It's probably going to yep. be a little bit of a different show. We might not do classic packs and a few things, but, hey, we've got an NBL head coach on next week and, you know, probably one of his, his – you know, he's done a couple of interviews since he's been head coach across, you know, with some people. But, you know, we had him first before, you know, he was a household name, I guess. So looking yeah, forward to have Coach Jacob Jacobus next week. Um, any final words or anything for us, Woods? No, man. Pretty, pretty excited for, for next week and as we lead up to the start of the NBL season. So uh, really good shows coming up. So thanks for everyone's support and keep tuning in. Yeah. Do you think it would be inappropriate if I wore a Dewop Wreath jersey next week with Jacob coming on? Because it's such a nice jersey and I want to wear it. But maybe I can wear it and just get a few stories about him. I'm sure Jacob's not going to be you know, that mad that he's left to chase some money to go, go overseas, right? Oh, man. So, yeah. Every, everyone's yeah. got to feed for their fa- provide for their exactly family. Right. So, you know. Short careers, yeah. these guys too. So, yeah. all right. Well, on that note, just wanted to really thank everyone for joining in, tuning in to episode 41 of Throwback Hoops. Um, can't wait to do it all again next week. Peace out from the Throwback Hoops crew. 